Yeah, I just keep it steady on the magic. Do my thing, I'm healing, it's fantastic. If I fall, rise automatic. You ain't no now, you know. Only one rain myself like a tree from the roots. Westside girl, cause she lived in the coast. Eastside girl, when she speaks to the roots. Stay 100, cause she on with the truth. Been there on struggle, know that it pass. Only going up, yeah, the pain on last. Ooh, take off. Ooh, take off. Ooh, take off. This is take off, take off, take off. Shorty like Brandy, fight like Monica. What you know about her? Baby girl raising, way to the top. Shaking the world, don't expect her to stop. Hope so great, she get what she got. Follow her step, cause she following God. What you need more, got a heart full of gold. Even at times when it's raining and cold. Ooh, she about take off. Hey, 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 y'all. It's your girl Hannah, aka Rutai, and you are watching the Uprooted Network. Y'all, today I'm so excited to have Manifest Mondays with my guy Hyatt. Um, you might remember him from Faith During Conflict. That conversation was so dope. Um, and I just had to bring my guy back. And so we, we cooked up this series for you all. Um, on understanding forgiveness so I'm super super excited to have him on because you know sometimes I be emotional and doing this stuff by myself and it's nice to have somebody else on with you you know what I mean like we love that we love that so what's up y'all happy Monday happy Monday y'all let me get my guy Hyatt on here how are y'all liking the new rebrand? You know, we went from podcast to network because you know your girl just keeps adding, adding, adding on here. Hey, hey. Yes, man. It's been a long one. Is that my guy Danny? Is that my guy Danny in here? From Toddy Time? Oh my God. I got a celebrity in the house. <laughs> celebrity in the house. But yes, yeah, so this series um, and segment, if you're if you're new to the segment, Manifest Mondays, I took last week off. I needed a break, but we are back this week. I have my guy Hyatt coming on, and essentially, we've all been going through so much this year, this last two years, and I think we're kind of getting to that point where most of us are burnt out, feeling really burnt out, feeling overwhelmed and um, kind of just tired of being angry and sad. Um, and so for me, this is really timely because I am also, like if you guys remember last month, I was on the journey to softness or rediscovering my softness. And this month I'm like, okay, how else do we get there? Because there's a lot going on, there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of hurt. And it's it's time for us to go ahead and find a way to heal from that so i have my guy hyatt coming on let me hear what's up my guy good morning y'all i know this is not my morning time my usual time but good morning everybody um hello hey what's going on girl how are you good look at, okay you can you can Wooly, i like this <laughs> looks like we both got the backyard thing going on oh yeah we got the nature Cause and are you wearing a white tee? Cause we didn't am, coordinate yeah. this. Wow, <laughs> we didn't. You guys, we didn't coordinate this. By the way, I have my making Jedi shirt. This is my uniform, making Jedi not war. Um, just for today, you know, I have to filter through all of the all of my merch. <laughs> so, Ooh. look at you. You what you wearing? What you? This is a regular white tee. Wearing white tee with my mama's chain that she gave me. So. Oh, I miss your mom, man. <laughs> I swear she's the sweetest lady. Okay, but today, I know, right? I today manifest Mondays. Are you excited? I'm excited yeah. to have you here. Yeah, this is gonna be dope. So we are actually. I'm gonna let you explain. So everyone, if you don't know, this is my guy Hyatt. Hyatt has been on the show before. Um, we have known each other since we were little little kids. Um, yeah, like babies. Um. And now we are, I feel like, really just have been on this spiritual journey, like, mm. you know, in some type of form. Like, even if we're not together, we somehow are aligned in our struggles, you know? Yeah, so 100%. It's, uh, it's nice to have someone to do this with. So 
this month you came up with a series and I was just like, dope, let's do it. Um, do you want to explain to the people kind of like how you want to unpack that? Yeah. So it was about, I think, two, we're in September now, yeah? It's September? Yeah. About three months ago, we were chatting and I was just kind of talking to you about my, some of my struggles and like what I was going through, like kind of readjusting, coming back to America and readjusting my life from Sydney to mm-hmm. back to being back in California and so I was with my parents and there's just like some conflict resolution that I feel like need to be had mm-hmm. um, but then also um, I think just with uh, the way that's happening in Ethiopia but then also just globally like there's so much conflict going on mm-hmm. and uh, I thought it would have been such a cool like I did to do like a series and so uh, Ruta and I were talking about, okay, like, how, how, do, how do we overcome conflict and how do we reconcile? And so um, it was actually really telling because uh, the, the, one of the three classes I was taking um, last um, two terms ago in the spring was... Oh, tell uh, them where, where you go to school again. Cause they, oh, they, yeah. So yeah. I am a student. I'm doing my master's degree at Fuller Theological Seminary. Uh, and so I'm specializing in race, reconciliation, and inclusion. And um, it's an awesome, amazing institution. It's a great program and happy to be there. And so one of the classes that we actually took or I took um, was biblical and practical um, peacemaking. Mm-hmm. And so how we're going to frame this conversation kind of comes from this, uh, this book called uh, Interfaith Just Peacemaking. Mm-hmm. And so it's an initiative um, comprised of both um, Jewish scholars, uh, Muslim scholars, and Christian scholars. And they came together and they're like, okay, how do we, how do we resolve conflict, not only internally with, between us uh, mm-hmm. racially, but also just globally as well. And so um, it's, 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 it's amazing peacemaking initiatives. Um, former President um, Obama um, mentioned this in his uh, Nobel okay. Peace Prize. Go ahead and uh, flex on them one time. Like, <laughs> no, so, I think that's dope. Yeah, so these are great peacemaking initiatives. And I thought it would be awesome to do like a series um, mm-hmm. kind of tied like using these peacemaking initiatives because obviously with this podcast what it presents um, bringing not just healing for like the Takata community but I think it can it's it's more than that as well it's bringing yeah, healing for so many communities outside of just being Habasha outside of just being you know Tigrayan or Ethiopian or Eritrean or whatever you um, consider yourself so um, so it's a four part series so if you guys didn't know now you know now you so know like, <laughs> Sorry, my, uh, my nose is a little nasally. Um, I was in Texas uh, this week, and I guess oh, I had allergies, which I didn't know. So I got allergies. You didn't know you had allergies? Hey, listen, do don't, don't do the Benadryl. Do the, um, I think it's Zyrtec. That one's non-drowsy. Okay. I did something, yeah. but it's, it's, it's gone. It's just I need to clear it out. So I got nasal spray and mucinex and all that stuff. So. Okay. But, yeah, so um, we thought it would be really cool to, to do um, just a, a, a series um, on reconciliation and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And how do you have one without the other? Well, you don't. And so it actually starts off in, in sections. And so um, the first thing we're going to talk about, and I think uh, if you guys were the caption in the post, yep. is overcoming hate. And so yep. how do we overcome hate as a people? How do we overcome hate within ourselves internally? And how do we reconcile our hatred? And I think for a lot of us, um, that's, that's where we start. I think just recognizing that, so we can kind of frame it from there. I can I can kick it off for you if you want to kick it off. Yeah, I was gonna ask you. So mm-hmm. something I like to always do is define the term, even if we all think we know what hate is. I think doing this podcast has taught me everyone has a different definition okay. um, for things. So even just because we we always talk about forgiveness, and I wanna I also want to say this early, um, sure. we're not asking people to be ready to forgive today right? Like, we understand that for the the genocide, it's ongoing trauma, right? So in order for you to get to forgiveness, like, things have to stop hurting you, right? Like, we are actively, at least for me, we're actively hurting. And like, you can start the process, but like, as you're continuously being hurt, it's really about a skill set of like, yo, like, I need a framework for how I'm going to get through this the next day is how I thought about it. Um, but I'm like curious to know like what you like what your framework is for understanding forgiveness and then like breaking down what hate really means. Yeah. Um 
it's interesting because forgiveness requires, uh, in a sense, a internal resolve within. You you can't have forgiveness uh, when you expect it from someone else. Um, forgiveness mm. has to be within itself. So, what is forgiveness? That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know about like, what the definition of forgiveness is, or what like our own personal def- definition of hate is. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I would define forgiveness as the act of resolving. Uh, hate and making peace with um, internal conflict, whether it's explicit or implicit, and resolving that peace within to to move on. And so, but you can't have forgiveness when two parties are not reconciled together. And so, that was one of the things that it, it just almost ties in because you can't have reconciliation without mm-hmm. forgiveness. You can't forgive someone unless they have admitted what exactly happened so take responsibility so that's actually the for the part week. yeah that's, so it's, okay. yeah so the second part is responsibility and forgiveness and so um well can i i'm gonna i'm gonna jump in because for me too something i learned in therapy with forgiveness was yeah. um finding a way to forgive the other person without the apology yeah. Because um, sometimes yeah. it never comes. So mm-hmm. like there's there's two levels. So like I feel like when you're talking about forgiveness in this sense, you're talking about it as like a precursor in order to reconcile and like kind of build like bridges with um, whoever it is. Right. Yeah. So like I'm like when I hear internally, it's like for me as a survivor. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Of abuse. Like I had to learn how to forgive my abuser because I knew that apology was never going to come. Right. So like something like my therapist taught me was um, they're like this, this old quote and I don't, I can't remember who it comes from, but it was, you know, holding on to anger is like drinking poison and hoping yes. the other person yes. dies. Yes. So it was more of like, so the internal part of the forgiveness was like, I have to get to a place of like, letting go of the anger and part of that was like not hold like understanding the physical thing that happened had already passed Mm -hmm. and then my forgiveness of the other person was not like it wasn't absolving them from the hurt that they caused it was like allowing me not to hold on to the anger but like that was for me not really for them Mm. yeah i uh, I would 100% agree with your definition as well i think uh forgiveness is it's always internal you you can't expect forgiveness to happen when someone else either forgives you. Like it's it's it's, it's more of an internal piece. Mm-hmm. But in relation to reconciliation, you can't have reconciliation without forgiveness, without an admitting of and acknowledging oh, the responsibility mm-hmm. of wrong. And so, um, I think on the path towards reconciliation, forgiveness is like very 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 early on. But then mm-hmm. I thought, well, okay. You can't really have forgiveness unless you overcome what, like, I'd say it's like that, that other layer, that internal layer of, like, you're kind of peeling down the layers. Okay, like, how can we have forgiveness? Well, you have to recognize what's in us internally. Oh, what's in us internally? I actually hate this person. Like, I can't forgive in my own heart if I still hate someone. And maybe you can't forgive someone and you're still working through that because God works through a lot of us. We're broken people in a mm-hmm. very broken world. And so we still have that hate internally. And so, um, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of like where we frame a conversation for today. And so, um, did you, did you want to kick it off or did you want me to? No, you got it. I was going to let you go into, to unpacking the hate part. Yeah, for sure. So for me personally, um, being a Christian, like whether you're Muslim or Jewish or you're, you're Buddhist, I mean, um, I come from a, I frame my ideology and my mindset from a, a Christian lens, from the teachings of Jesus. So um, that's the kind of the approach that we, I, I gather my thoughts and how I think. And um, so if you don't align to that, it's totally okay. It's totally fine. Don't tune me out. Just hear me out. <laughs> so, um, one, of the, one of the biggest principles that I've discovered um, and that it's pretty universal uh, is in the mm-hmm. book of Matthew where Jesus is teaching on Hi, what's up, Mahi? What's up, Kazo? He's <laughs> uh, teaching uh, on the Sermon on the Mount. And he's, he's giving all these really t- amazing, articulate teachings. And you just think. Oh, yeah, that's that, that's that Cali shit. Yeah. Like, the boys LA. are out. The boys are out. <laughs> <laughs> the ghetto bird, as they call it. Sorry, guys. 
it's okay. Yeah, LA is that. I'm telling. In case y'all were wondering, um, yeah, the helicopters fly low. Yeah, helicopters fly very low. Actually, because this is Glendale, so it's like supposed to be like the, the nicer part. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Anyways, so overcoming your hate, and so uh, in, in Matthew chapter five, Sermon on the Mount, Jesus gives this articulate sermon of how to live and how to live in such a way that challenges um, cultural beliefs. It goes against the grain of just pretty much what does it mean to be Jewish, and it. it it contradicts um, just the way of living, and it's so hard to hold a grasp mm-hmm. of. And that's where we get the, the term, you know, love and praise for your enemies. And it sounds so nice, right? It sounds so <laughs> easy. Oh. Got this. Yes. Love yeah. and praise for my enemies. And so I just want to unpack that verse where it says love and praise for your enemies. So it's it's in Matthew chapter 5, um, verses 44. And you better tell him, preacher. You know, he said he, he goes to seminary, okay? He said, I teach you actual. <laughs> hey. You, All right, let you, me. You let thought me. You, were, you thought you were doing Manifest Mondays, but we're going to church. <laughs> oh, sure. But, you know, it's, I wanted to also highlight, it's really cool that the book yeah. um, that you're, you're referencing is mm-hmm. interfaith. Like, yeah. I think that it's really important to understand these are, like, principles that um, are across the spectrum of belief systems, like, 100%. It breaks out all barriers. It, it crosses all cultures and it, it hits people not just with their with their religion, but it, it, it kind of approaches people at the heart. And so that's that's why I think it's so powerful. And it's been used globally. Like I said, Obama, mm-hmm. President, former President Barack Obama used it and mentioned it in his, um, his Nobel Peace Prize um, acceptance speech. So um, I think it has weight. It holds weight. And these principles can really transform and change and resolve conflict, not just within um, what's happening right now in Tigray, but uh, globally, what's, what's happening in Afghanistan with the Taliban and um, the, yeah. the, gov- the elected government there, what's happening in Myanmar, what's happening, I mean, even saying China. So, <laughs> so there's, there's, there's so many places, so many countries you can talk about, like, where there needs to be conflict re- resolution. North yeah. Korea and South Korea, will that ever happen? Who knows? But I think there's a, a faith and a hope that people can be reconciled one way or another. So, um, yeah, so getting back to that, Matthew chapter 5, <laughs> verse 43, it says, you have heard it said that love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Verse 44, it says, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of the fa- your Father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the righteous. And then verse 46, it says, if you love those who love you, what reward would you get? Mm-hmm. Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you only greet your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? And then he says in verse 48, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. And that's tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. tough. So there's, there's a lot to unpack from that, from that verse, to, to, to love and pray for your enemies. And, um, how do we do that um, practically? Well, mm-hmm. we're going to go back to the Bible again. <laughs> <laughs> so in John chapter 4, um, Jesus um, is approached by this Samaritan woman at the well. And so a bit of a backstory between the Samaritans and the Jewish people that day. Um, and forgive me if you guys read the story. I'm just going to unpack for those who don't. So uh, the Samaritans were an um, a ethnic Jewish race that split off. So when Israel was conquered, um, and this is, you know, back in the day, so <laughs> these are Old Testament times, uh, they uh, interbred, as you would say, with the Assyrians, their, their, um, their captors, which mm-hmm. was like explicitly a no-no in the, in the Old Testament, in the, in the Torah, in the, the law that the Jewish people followed. And so they established their um, temple and their 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 place of worship in um samaria whereas jewish people said no jerusalem is god's place and so there's always been an ethnic uh, faction between these two groups the samaritans hated the jews and vice versa because the jewish people thought well they're inbreds they you know they they their the worship is not sincere it's it's fake Mm -hmm. and so there's this there's this ethnic 
ethnic hatred, ethnic tension that goes back hundreds, oh, hundreds so of years. Familiar. So familiar. Isn't that it crazy? Familiar? It yeah. sounds so familiar. Okay. I'm just like, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's so that's why I want to frame the conversation around that. So Jesus is at the well, and it's funny because this is the Jacob's well. So Jacob is one of the, is one of the forefathers of Israel. There's you know there's Abraham, there's Isaac, and there's Jacob. And so this is Jacob's well that he planted centuries and centuries ago. And so I thought that was funny that um, the place of reconciliation uh, happened at a um, a familiar place. A place that both of these, both of these people, not only J- Jesus but also um, the woman at the well, we don't get her name, but they share this common ground together, and so yeah. that's that's that 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 that's that's the place where they they meet and have this reconciliation. So I thought that was kind of awesome. So um, at the well, Jesus um, offers her some water. He's mm-hmm. like, "Well, sir, like you have a cup," and so long story short, that's where it goes, and they make this beautiful exchange of her wanting to find how can I have this living water? Where can I get this living water from? Where can I, where can I achieve this living water? Where can I get it? And he says, I'm living water. And so it's funny because um, it's twofold. One, a rabbi, which Jesus was, would never speak with a woman in public. There were some um, Pharisees that would... Um, <laughs> There are some Pharisees that, uh, which, which were the, the Jewish leaders of the day, they would walk around blindfolded in public so that they wouldn't stumble and look at women. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, I didn't know where you were going with that. And I was like, okay, got it. Mm-hmm. So that's the context. So in, in public, you would never address a woman. So one, he's, he's breaking up that, 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 that cultural barrier of addressing a woman in public, mm-hmm. which is a cultural no-no. And he's a rabbi as well. And so... And then you have to break down for the other further layers that they're they're ethnic enemies, you know. She says, "Why why are you a Jewish man talking to me?" And so, I think when we are able to humble ourselves to to have these kind of conversations, to 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 put aside ethnic hatred, to put aside ethnic difference, and to to come to the table, even if it's very distant to show love that's that's why i think these these two stories are very um interchangeable and they and they link as well because what what jesus preached um on the on the on the mount is actually outlived with what he did and he he meets this woman like where she's at and he loves her despite you know (laughs) her past and what she's done you know she's had she's had five husbands the woman she's or the and the man she's with now is her husband so she's she's living with her, her her boyfriend and she's she's a she's an outcast and he still loves her whereas mm-hmm. a rabbi would never associate one with the woman but two with the promiscuous woman and so how do you reconcile that and so there's a question that came up right now i'm not sure if we're going to answer questions yet but i think he said yeah we can yeah we can uh, um, i think that's absala hi sweetheart she said how do you put your pride aside and be open to learning from others mm. I think this is, that's, I think that's, can I, I'm going to go first and then jump in. Um, Because as you were talking, I was kind of just thinking about like, what does that actually mean in what, what happened in that story for me was that before he saw the label, before Mm -hmm. he saw everything else about her, he saw that she was a human being and that she was thirsty and needed water. And like, at a basic level all of these identities that we hold and like all of these like extra things about us don't change the fact that we're still human being Mm -hmm. and that we still need to eat and breathe and have shelter right and so like all of if you understand that most of these things are social constructs then like the things that you're fighting over are ideological but they're not actual like differences between you and me as a human being like if I need a heart transplant and your heart matches, guess what? It doesn't matter that you're white, black, purple, yellow, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. if we're matched, we're a match. And, like, your religion is not going to change our biology. Right. No, that's good. And I guess to, to further, like, kind of dive into that as well. And I guess to get, to get a bit more practical, not to further dive in. Um, that's great that I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Absala. I think it's Absala. I'm pretty sure that's her. But. Okay. 
Cool. Um, so to, to get this more practically, I was in Portland uh, last month and I was talking to one of my aunties and we were talking about the war and like, you know, I, I, I tried to always frame something from a biblical perspective to, to kind of gain a bit more um, grounding. And, you know, um, most of our parents and our aunties are like they're, they're Orthodox Christians. So um, mm-hmm. it was easy to kind of approach um, approach um, from that angle. And she told me that she's like, you know, like, I just like I hate them so much. And she's, she's referencing Amhar people and like with, like not Amhar people, just like what's happening and that and she did say that as well and like there's that ethnic hatred as well if i'm being completely honest um and i think there there is that sense of pride that she couldn't let go or let like just it was it was so manifested very very deeply like that that sense of anger and i think where pride comes from is is a place of insecurity of a place of hurt mm-hmm. um you know, love your enemies is so easy to say uh, and preach. And it sounds so good coming from the preacher's mouth. It sounds so good when someone says it. But how do you actually practically outlive that? Because it's so hard. Because if I be honest, I haven't prayed for my enemies in a long time. <laughs> I pray for people. I'm not going to lie. I don't think I ever did. Yeah. I yeah. skipped that sermon. I said, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just... that part. Yeah, when I pray, I pray, I pray for yeah. God. I pray for my friends. I pray for, you know, what's happening with COVID. I pray for uh, my family. I pray for certain situations that's happening globally. But I think we tend to always skip that part. I'll pray for it. Like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, like, but, you know, he prayed for my downfall. Like, you know, I'm going to pray for somebody who prayed for my downfall. Like, it's crazy. And a question came in, and that's what we're speaking to, your cousin Mahi. Is it Mahi Mahi, like from Portland Mahi, or I feel like this is yeah, a new. In Seattle. Okay, I was like, this one, this this one looked like a new Insta handle, so I was like, I'm not sure. But she said that's that's what we're talking about is like love yeah. thy enemy. She said, I think I speak for every Tadaru. We have hurt and anger inside of us from what's happening right now. Is that even possible at this time? And that's literally what me and Hyatt are trying to like to to try to unpack is mm-hmm. like how do we get there? Um, because it. It is like there. I think the pride, man, it's it's so much hurt, right? Like I always tell people, like on the other side of your anger is your hurt. Yep. Like on the other side of your anger is your sadness. Yep. And um, sometimes you gotta cry it out and let it like let it out of your body at least for your own health, right? And and um, it doesn't necessarily like take away what happened or change it but I think for me it gets us to a place of acceptance of what our reality is yeah um so that we can find a path forward but until we like start to accept it I don't think we're gonna even be able to address like what it means to pray for them you know mm-hmm. yeah and I, I think along those lines it's, it's it's kind of getting rid of old patterns like you were saying like um, it's so funny that like, you just talked about that and then uh, asked that because uh, I think there's this this cycle of revenge that continues to 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 recycle itself. This cycle of revenge, this this recycle of hate, mm-hmm. and it's funny that um, so like culturally, um, uh, back in Jesus' day, uh, and this is back to Matthew five, the Sermon on the Mount. He says, "You have heard that was said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, but I mm-hmm. tell you, do not resist an evil person." If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other cheek also. It's kind of hard to do practically, but <laughs> I'm, not sure he, I'm not, not sure if he meant that, you know, actual in conflict, but and mm-hmm. he says, and if anyone wants to sue you, take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. Or if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Or mm-hmm. if you're using the metric system, <laughs> go one kilometer, <laughs> go two kilometers. <laughs> to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. And it's hard because I think hatred and um, this retaliation, you know, eye for an eye. Oh, this person missed me? Oh, I'm going to get him back. And you see this so much, even like with gang violence as well, where they shot my cousin, like, like we're about to go back and pop on them, you know? And mm-hmm. the, it, it, there's this cycle of revenge that continues to, to, to recycle itself. It's this wheel of hate, revenge. And it's, I, I think we can get trapped so easily in this mental state of 
being in the same place and not addressing what's exactly in our hearts because I yeah. think that's that's where I think that's where true transformation comes from it's God's revelation to say okay what's within me that I can change because this hatred that's inside of me it's actually hurting me it's actually making me so stressed out and worried and it's giving me anxiety and I I just don't want to live like this anymore yeah I don't I don't want to I don't want to be bad all the time I don't want to hate people all the time it's tiring being angry it's tiring being angry but also like you said it's a poison that you accept other people to drink but you actually drink it yourself it's a party yeah. one and then if you have the people believe the same thing it's a party of how many people you share the same belief with but how long will you continue in this cycle of hatred and this cycle of revenge and this cycle of nah we're not making peace and that's fine um, I don't think you have to be reconciled to someone but I think along the lines of letting go of that anger letting go and I think one of the beautiful things that I that I read in Interfaith Just Peacemaking was this idea of shaming the oppressor mm-hmm. and shaming the oppressor with love mm. okay say that one more time for the people in the back <laughs> you said back. shaming yeah, shaming the oppressor <laughs> shaming the oppressor but also okay. sh- and more or less shaming the oppressor with love mm-hmm. because I know we were talking about this earlier we, we, we do so much to control what's within our grasp within, within our reach you know and we become like these mini gods that try to control our lives and try to outwork every single detail and every single facet of what we're trying to do with our lives. And that comes to an internal control, right? Is that internal mm-hmm. control? I'm not letting go of this. Are you kidding me? You know what they did? You know what these people did? It's tough. It's really, really tough. And I don't blame anyone who's like, nah, fam, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I still hate this person. You yeah. know, did it to me. You know, my exit to me, to our family. Mm-hmm. But how much more is gained when you let go of, and that, like, like we were saying, like we talked yesterday, for instance, I know we, we talked on the phone for like maybe an hour or two about that yeah. and just letting go. Ooh, yeah. I meant to, uh, I was going to tell you while we were on live, I was like, that conversation, I woke up really light today. Like, like really light after our conversation yesterday. Because right. um, for everyone else's reference, like what we're talking about is like the letting go, the surrender of control. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it for me, and I'll and I'll just be very transparent, um, was that I didn't want to like I didn't trust God. Yeah. Like if I'm being honest, right? Like I I said I trusted Him. But I am still over here trying to control different aspects of my life as if I have any control of it. Like, Mm. what is meant for me is already meant for me. It's already destined for me. It's like the only choice I have is whether I walk in it or not, you know? Um, But in terms of, like, like, I just, I realized I couldn't trust that he would supply for me what I needed in that moment. And, like, specifically what we were talking about. Um, because we were talking about relationship and I was just like, no, I feel like very controlled. Like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm over here trying to help God help me. Like, no, I'm not. I know you, I know you got this figured out, but I'm just like, my interpretation of being open to the universe was like, I'm looking, I'm going and I'm searching, um, searching for my own answer instead of like listening to God's answer. Mm-hmm. So, like, you having me pause for a moment and actually think about, like, um, you, you what did you say to me? You said um, you're living too much in the future. Yeah. And not being present with this. And that was me, like, being able to be like, whoo, actually, yes, everything that I talk about is, like, how things are going to be better. And I realized it was because I didn't want to face the reality that this shit is hard. Yeah and it sucks and like I have tears coming now thinking about like just how much suffering people go through because I'm an empath you know what I mean and like I can I couldn't even go to the vigil last night because 
I felt so suffocated that like if I tried to be around everyone else's suffering like I didn't know if I would be able to wake up tomorrow Mm. you know and I had to be really honest with myself that like I'm gonna grieve him here um, because I'm not in a place yet where I feel comfortable and safe being that open and raw in like large groups because it's so overwhelming like the amount of grief our people are going through you know like and and even going back to like what people are saying about um, how do you overcome the hate and um, the reason why I've, I think I've been able to to not go there is one I isolate myself like I don't I don't deal with the trolls that are like trying to make this worse but um I think I just acknowledge the sadness like how is it that you as a human being can see another human being and like one ignore their pain but also two inflict pain Mm. like on someone you don't know that you've never met that has done nothing to you and it's like I my path to understanding or I mean my path to trying to overcome the hate is like trying to understand where their hate comes from yeah um and and the further I dig I know it's it always goes back to hurt people hurt people yeah like it always always goes back to that and even what you're saying about an eye for an eye like that's literally it like Esaias is trash He's been sitting on on this for 30 years, like waiting to get revenge. And we're, what we're witnessing is like what happens when hate festers mm-hmm. and doesn't get resolved and, and the healing never happens. And now we're seeing a devastation on such a level that like is just unimaginable. So I have been wanting to live in the future because the past fucking sucks. I mean, the the present fucking sucks, like, right now. And, I mean, there's still great things in it, but um, I'm just trying to, at least for myself, start to just accept the reality and um, letting myself feel the feelings that I feel in the moment instead of waiting to feel them later. Because they pass. Your emotions pass. Like, I think sometimes we try to stay angry or we try to stay sad to prove a point. Yeah. But, like, your emotions don't actually last 24 hours. Like, they fluctuate all day long, you know? Yeah, and I agree. And uh, I think everything you said was very beautiful and clearly pointed out. Um, and I think, I guess, to, like, wrap things up, like, with overcoming hate, it's – and you touched on this just a bit briefly – um, that we hold on to it as a security. Mm-hmm. And I think hate is such a beautiful and ugly armor that we try to, beautiful in the sense that it's comforting, but it's still very ugly in the sense that we use it to mask our own pain, our own insecurities, and we hold it up. And like, if you just can imagine like someone putting on like physical armor and like maybe they're not going to war, but they're putting on that armor, um, obviously, this is a metaphor. And they're walking around so that, you know, when people come approach them, they have this armor, they have this, this deflection, you know, and they're, and, they're, and they're always on guard. They're always, they're always trying to look out. They're, they're always, like, on the defense, like, always person to be. Like, you're like, you, you, you know people like that? Like, they're, they're, like, they're walking, you know, whatever. Are you, like, you're in a ball? You're, like, and this person, like, maybe, like, doesn't move on the sidewalk. And you're, like, what the heck? You move on the sidewalk? Like. Or like this person like looks at you and he's like, "We looking at you know." It's like you know those people like they, they they harbor so much pain inside of them, yeah. And that's that's where hatred is. And I think is what you're saying. Like it's a, it's a surrender. It's a, it's a, it's a surrender to lay at the feet of God and say, you know what? It's not for me. I I, I can't hold on to more because it's actually killing me inside, and I need to let go of it. I'm done. I'm I'm done trying to do things my own way. I'm done living in the future. I'm 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 done trying to you know keep living in the past as well and like focusing on like what's been said what's been done who hurt who who hurt me who hurt them i wanted to get back at this person and i need to release that and i think that's where that's where true surrender comes in where we have to release that pain where we have to like she said surrender to god it's the hardest thing it's such a hard hard. thing we talk about this it's it's such a hard thing i've learned that, that too it's such a hard thing to release God and to release to God and say, all right, you know what? 
I'm 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 sorry. Like I felt home for so long. I think when we have that self realization uh, of that moment of okay, I see it now, and like it's almost like a little ugly thing that you notice. You're like whoa, and like it's in front of you, and you're mm-hmm. like whoa, that was with me the whole time, and like you look at it and you just like okay, I'm I'm done with you. Like that's it. Go back to where you came from, because <laughs> mm-hmm. you're not gonna affect my life anymore. This hatred, mm-hmm. this 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 suffocating uh thing that puts me at a deficit every day i'm done with that yeah and i think when we can come to that place of surrender and that releasing like you said that releasing we're going to be in such a better place mentally physically emotionally spiritually that it's 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 a, it's a path and i know this is kind of off topic but it's it's a path to becoming more whole to mm-hmm. becoming more of a whole person to becoming a healthy person and you can't be healthy when you're always in conflict, when you're always, you know, holding on to this hatred that you have in your heart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah still, I'm still, um, I'm still working on the getting to the prayer for them. Mm. Um, but what I will say is, one, I want to acknowledge Absala as a uh, comment when I was talking earlier. She said, you, you aren't going to try. You're going to do it. Don't forget your words. Create. Amen. This is Manifest Mondays. And I'm actively working on trying to correct language. So I actually love when you guys um, help me. So thank you, Absala, for that. Because I, I definitely am doing the work um, every day. But also, um, I guess if if I had to pray for my enemies, it was, I pray you understand that whatever you do to me is not going to turn me into you. Um, and like, you can keep playing with me if you want to, like, but I'm not going to fold. Um, also, I pray that you get whatever healing you need to get so that you stop hurting other people. Um, is probably where I can start my prayer. I don't know if I can pray for all those other things, but I think that's where I can start. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful start. And for a lot of us, if we can come to that place, like, okay, I'll pray for maybe not reconciliation. I'll, I'll be reconciled to you, but I, I want to pray my heart to be able to come to that place of forgiveness, which we'll talk about next week. But that releasing of, I don't have to hate anymore. I'm done with it. And I'm praying for... I was like, like it, I can, it can put it into context. Like, I'm, I'm praying for the best for that person, you know, like that ex or that friend who hurt me. I pray they're doing well and that, you know, they're on the path towards healing. Um, and we want to be reconciled, but I'm letting that go. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, and I pray I never become you. <laughs> That's the last part of that. I pray I never become you because. I really think about like what kind of person do you have to be Mm. you know what I mean or to have gone through to like to turn off your humanity Mm. you know what I mean like you literally have to turn off your humanity to do some of the things that you're doing to people like and I pray that your soul like finds a way to repair because Mm. I just don't know like I, I don't know how broken your soul has to be, you know what I mean? And not only to, in order to do that, but to try to survive what you've done, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, like, I just feel like part part of your spirit leaves you when you can do that. Like, there's no way you can do that, like, with your humanity fully intact. Mm-hmm. 100%, yeah. And it's funny that we can praise things, but we also have to become them as well. It's easy mm-hmm. to pray for, you know, that, this. But if we're not truly transforming within, then oh, it's almost like our prayers are in vain because, like, we we, th- we think we got it good. We think we got all we're good. But, like, there's still, like, some hard work that we have to do, some transformation mm-hmm. that has to happen before we become more and more whole. And so it, it's a journey. It's a work. I think it's a constant battle that we have to continue to um, fight. And it doesn't yeah. go away with one prayer. It doesn't go away with it, – it's, it's, it's a constant reworking, reframing, reframing mindsets, as you, you know. I'm a psychology person. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Every day. That's why I was like, yep, Absala's point of changing changing your words. Mm. And the reason I tell that is like, when you change your words, you're, you are rewiring your brain. Because mm. if we, like, 
I don't I do hear myself because I you know record these episodes but I haven't been editing them as much in terms of like having to hear them back so for you to be able to hear my words and pick up on the patterns of where I'm at is super helpful and that's literally what therapy is like what your friends are is like someone being a mirror for you right um and I literally am like oh like even though they're like I pointed out for other people all the time I was like I don't know if you notice this but the language that you're using the tone that you're using is giving off this and I don't know if that's what you're feeling or that's what your intention is but like your words really like change how your brain functions and like how you react to things um, because it rewires things for you and like in your subconscious so it is actually important and like journaling and writing and manifesting and like affirmations affirmations work because they literally rewire your brain like I know it looks like so some people they're kind of like oh I'm being the mirror so this is like tips to overcome like this is what I've been doing and I've been pretty like solid in terms of like not trying to hurt other people um is I have the affirmations um on my mirror and I know it sounds crazy like and weird for some people to do but you really do like looking in the mirror saying your affirmations actually do work um and there's actually science behind it and if you don't believe me every self-help book that you will pick up okay every single one every psych person that you talk to every life coach all these influencers all say the same thing do your affirmations like your affirmations are a tool to combat all the other programming that you get you get programming all day long. You get ads all day long. Um, you get people's influence and how they think and their bias all day long. So you, your affirmations really have to be like, what kind of person am I trying to become? And I am affirming that to myself every day so that your brain remembers like, no, that's other people and this is you. And like, you got to do that for yourself. Yeah. If I think when we as as we're closing, I think if anyone takes away anything from this, um, I think it's just a matter of um, recognizing uh, that pain, that hurt, and working from there, and praying mm-hmm. about that. Like you said, drawing about that, and like really reconciling that within yourself, because this is all about overcoming the hatred within yourself, not in someone else. You can't change someone else. You can just pray for them, but yeah. it starts with you. And so it's recognizing yeah. being aware, having that personal awareness having that EQ to, to recognize what's going on internally. And then, okay, how do I manage that as well? So the two parts of, you know, managing your emotions and managing what's within. So, um, yeah, I think it's a great place to, to end. To <laughs> I don't know yeah, like no, we're, yeah. yeah, no, that was good. I'm, I'm good with that. I want to read Patty's comment because she spent some time. Um, said it's also important to pray that god lets us see the enemy through god's eyes that w- that way we don't see them through our our pain and anger and human experiences but from a holy perspective um i think that's great advice and again whatever your faith is you know follow that um yeah. so that is, don't go ahead go ahead no, no finish I with think, that i always just say that that's something that i read and i'm like okay i think we're like she's on something because that's what we're going to actually unpack in the next two three weeks it's mm-hmm. about listening and empathy to understand. And so and those are those are tools that we can use to, to kind of go on the path of reconciliation. So thanks to Patty for pointing that out. <laughs> yes, of course. No, I love that. And honestly, just to recap for everyone, like we are doing this four-part series. Um, my guy Hyatt is getting his master's and I can't remember the title (laughs) like it's long um but you are in seminary school and and this is something that you've been thinking about and working on and that I me and you have talked about is like what is that path because as we're going through all this pain and um somewhat looking towards the future in terms of like what does a peaceful Tigray even look like what does uh, rebuilding and reconciling look like? It's like, okay, what were those steps? How do we get there? And part of that is understanding forgiveness and um, for us to like start that process within ourselves so that when that time comes, like we are actually ready to do these things. Um, And I think for us, it was like, hate really comes from hurt. Hurt that goes unacknowledged, hurt that 
um, never gets healed, that, ne- you know, forgiveness was never given um, or received. And that's what we see now. And, and we see that history tells us it's been the case war after war after war after war can be traced back to this so we're trying to actually be the generational curse uh, breakers <laughs> and and change the trajectory of this revenge cycle that we've been on for generations so um thank you so much Hyatt for for wanting to do this series and doing it with me it's always easier to be transparent with someone who is um, willing and ready to like do that work with me and um Oh yes, thank you, Alexa. We're not trying. We are, we are the general generational <laughs> curse breakers. Thank you. We are, and we will be. Um, and yeah, this is gonna be dope. So if you liked this episode, we will be doing more unpacking um, in Clubhouse. If you haven't already, so Thursdays is we will have Hyatt again, and we will unpack this further. So if you're not on Clubhouse. Um, get an account if you need a, a run through let people know we we can do tutorial setups for folks but we want you guys to like really do this work with us so Thursday evenings we will be on Clubhouse the flyer will come out soon today's Manifest Mondays Wednesday we have Black Women Wednesday and I have a really dope guest Wayne coming on and I'm excited um Oh, Thursdays. Ripka, she knows because she'd be on the back end. Uh, we were going to do Tuesdays because she, she, she just knows too much information. Um, but we have switched over to Thursdays. So, everybody, that's Manifest Mondays. This is my guy, Hyatt. Um, if you don't know, now you know. Make sure you're following him, um, following the, the network because, you know, we're a network now, a rooted network. Um, and make sure you're following on Apple, YouTube, everywhere else. We will upload this episode right after this. So thanks, Hyatt. Thank you for having me, Lita. See you next week, next Monday. Same time. <laughs> yes. Same time. Yes. No, I'll see you Thursday and then I'll see you Monday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye, y'all.